This is the House of Pop Culture. I am Anthony Donovan. Derwood Murray. Amy Meredith. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, we're going to be talking your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, I am particularly excited about this episode because... Feel his nipples! It is... <laughs> I will. <laughs> because oh, it is... Oh, he is excited. It is 2018, <laughs> and what that means is that... 60 years ago, a very magical thing happened in the summer in the Midwest. Racism? Three. I said magical, Joe. <laughs> There's Three. magical racism. It's not good magic. If, if that were the case, we would call Arkansas the magic kingdom. <laughs> anyway, on June 7th, 1958, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Prince Rogers Nelson was born. That name sounds familiar. On August 16th, 1958, in Bay City, Michigan, Madonna Louise Ciccone was born. And on August 29th, 1958, in Gary, Indiana, Michael Joseph Jackson was born. Three of the greatest entertainers and musicians of our entire lifetime all came about that summer, which means, while unfortunately, very unfortunately, two of them are no longer with us. Madonna is still going strong. But we call these three entertainers collectively the Holy Trinity. And today, we are all about celebrating the Holy Trinity at 60. It's kind of amazing. Uh, I'll say. I remember when I heard they were all born in the same year. I was just like, that's... An amazing coincidence. Well, right? that puts the fall, winter, 57 is like super talented sperm flying around out there. <laughs> never never quite thought of it like that. But now you, you do. Joe, yeah. That's the only thing you're going to be thinking about. Jesus. Think of Homer doing the sperm dance thing. <laughs> well, and it's funny you mention that because the fact that they were all born so close to each other and rose to fame around the same time yeah. is just one of many coincidences the three share. Uh, rose to fame around the same time. That's well, true. Solo fame. Let's solo fame. Fair well, enough. Here's okay. a, do, you, do you want to hear them right now before we? Yeah. 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 I'm okay. so excited because I love this. I love this talk. I was so, so excited for this one. In no order. These are these are some of the parallels that all three of them have. All three of them have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rightfully right. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All three of them are twice divorced. Oh. Whoa. Each, Rightfully so. Wait, each, no. each time to a younger partner. You know, that makes sense, though, because... Yeah. Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley and Debbie Rowe, both of whom were younger than he was. Mm-hmm. Prince married Maite Garcia and Manuela Testolini, both of whom were younger than he was. And Madonna married Sean Penn and Guy Ritchie, and they were both younger than she is. Guy was a lot younger than she was. Good for you, Mama. <laughs> yeah. Go on and get it. Uh, on, a, on a more somber note, all three of them had their first child in 1996. Uh, Madonna gave birth to her oldest daughter, Lourdes, uh, in October of 96. Michael Jackson's oldest son, Prince Michael Jackson, was born in 96. And Prince and Maite's only child, uh, Amir, was born in the fall of uh, of 1996 and unfortunately only survived to be a couple of weeks old because Mm. he suffered from what they call uh, cloverleaf syndrome or Pfeiffer syndrome. Um, It's Yeah, it's a genetic disorder and the baby... If if you read Maite's book, The Most Beautiful My Life with Prince, it is a a staggeringly heartbreaking account of everything that happened. But yeah, all three of them had their first child in 1996. That's crazy. Um, All three of them appeared in major motion pictures. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say they were all great in all those movies. I I just said major. (laughs) Wait, uh, when we're referring to Michael Jackson, are we talking about Men in Black? Uh, That is certainly one of them. I specifically had The Wiz in mind. That was his first movie. I keep forgetting that I had a theatrical release. And I will say, though, they've all been in, you know, each have been in a watchable Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all three oh, artists yeah, yeah. had videos banned from MTV at one time. Oh. Really? Yes. 
Uh, Wait, two from Prince? two from Michael of Jackson. Of course, Prince did. What did Michael Jackson have banned? Uh, the the ending part of the video of Black and White where he uh, oh, smashed, oh. A car. smashed a car. That's right. And also the original video for They Don't Care About Us in 1996. There was an alternate oh, version yes. that was shot. I believe the real version aired overseas, mm-hmm. but in America the the imagery was just too. With Prince, uh, Get Off was actually banned of from MTV, it was. as was Sexy MF. All right, sexy MF. I understand. What was wrong with Get Off? It was considered too. Uh, it was considered too racy at the time, and it was that decision that prompted Prince to wear assless pants on the VMAs that year when they came to perform it. <laughs> That's a proper middle finger for you. Um, <laughs> and two of Madonna's videos that were banned was Erotica. Uh, the yeah. channel only agreed to show it uh, after midnight after a while. And quite famously in 1990, Madonna's video for Justify My Love was banned from MTV. It was yeah. the first time that MTV had passed on a video from a star of her magnitude. And Madonna, let me tell you a little something about Madonna. She's a fucking genius. <laughs> and she decided, well, you know what? I poured my heart and soul into this and I made a video that I'm really proud of. So she decided to actually sell it and it became the first video single that was ever made available on VHS. And as a result, it sold like hotcakes and Madonna got the first number one song of 1991 because each video sold counted as a unit sold. Oh. So Justify My Love became a number one hit. I own it. <laughs> uh, I'm as, sorry. As do I. Ever since I was a little girl, and the first time I saw Madonna, she has been my hero. Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna doubt. we're gonna get to the individuals, but I'm st- I'm still doing the the the, the yeah, coincidences. No, we we forgot to say that this time I am not doing the fun facts this no, time. No, it's it's all me. Anthony wanted to do the fun facts <laughs> yep. this time, and unlike unlike myself, who you know I just look shit up and it's I have fun. It's a fact that I had fun doing it. <laughs> he actually went out and tried to find, like, real things. Uh, was... Most of these came from the top of my own head because I know a lot about the Holy Trinity. I did have to verify a few Michael Jackson things. He because... actually verified stuff. Yeah. And I will huh. say, though, the facts that you, you find out re- fun facts yeah. are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, how, I... how the hell? Yeah, Speaking I... of MTV. Yeah. Okay. Their movie awards. So moving on, all three of them played Super Bowl halftime shows. Ah, yes. Hers was great. Hers was wonderful. Prince's Uh, was great, too. Prince's was the best. Michael Jackson appeared as well. His his was in the um, early 90s? In the rain. No, Prince was in the rain. yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it, well, Prince was 2007. No, my, no Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael was, Jackson was yeah. 1993. Yes. I want to say yeah, it was when they, Dallas when they did Cowboys the whole, versus the yeah. whole, like, Buffalo Bills. And I actually like, don't remember his. I'd have to go it was, uh, YouTube. And you had, like, all in the upper deck, and it there was were a bunch there. of Michael Jacksons yeah. kept popping up at the top of the stadium. Creepy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it happened. <laughs> I, I remember bits and pieces, but yeah, that was. Um, but that was also when the Super Bowl halftime show wasn't as big as it is now. Right, yeah. right. It wasn't quite the spectacle that we that oh, we have yeah, now. Madonna's was amazing. Madonna's was fantastic in 2012. Um, fuck the haters. But right. uh, another thing that all three of them have done is performed on the MTV Video Music Awards. Now, you might not think that that's too noteworthy, but all three of them on different particular years did it the same way via satellite from another country. Really? Yes, because huh. uh, Michael Jackson had done it on the Bad Tour. Uh, Prince uh, was play, played on it via satellite to do uh, from the Sign of the Times tour, hmm. and Madonna uh, in her uh, the Italian leg of her Who's That Girl tour, they did a performance of Into the Groove. So that was you know back when they used to do things like that, and it was a big deal that it was via satellite. Yeah, all yeah. three entertainers, uh, while they lived very publicly, 
uh, were very philanthropic. Yes. Um, Prince did the majority of his charity on the DL. Um, he did not like people knowing where he was sending his money, but after he passed, a lot of stuff started to come to the surface that he privately funded schools. Uh, he privately funded a ballet company in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He gave the family of Freddie Gray a million dollars. And it was all kept off the records. Hmm. Um, wow. and, like, that's a big deal that, you know, yeah. they did that. And, you know, Michael Jackson, of course, is legendary for the millions and millions and millions of dollars and how passionate he was about helping sick children. Uh, Madonna has built a school and a hospital in an impoverished third world country in Africa and adopted her four youngest children from there. So, like, uh, all three of them, and Madonna has also given obscene amounts to AIDS research, research uh, in a time in the late 80s and early 90s when most celebrities wouldn't even talk about AIDS. Well, yeah. It was also from where the background she came out of, too, right. out of the dance world. That yeah. was, those were her people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool. All three of them, very famously, were injured on stage. Michael yep. Jackson, while shooting a Pepsi commercial on stage, <laughs> sorry, performing in front of a crowd. <laughs> no, somebody getting the Jericho a little on fire. That yep. shit's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yes. And, of course, uh, Prince, in 1998, when he was on his Jam of the Year tour, uh, his penis caught on fire. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe uh, almost spit on me. Uh, yeah. uh, I was going to say, I'm usually against people to spit take. No, it. Prince actually did completely eat shit over a monitor on stage that was placed in the wrong part of the stage so he tripped over it and completely face planted on it I shudder to think what happened to the, the stage hand that did that oh he was destroyed because, I'm sure yeah. he disappeared and, and I mean literally destroyed <laughs> I mean taken out back yes. slaughtered right? sold for parts and in 2016 or 2015 excuse me uh, Madonna due to a costume mishap was actually pulled off of a stage during a performance of Live for Love yep uh, and that really pissed me off because a lot of people got out there and started joking about how she's old and she fell. She didn't fall. She was actually the, – the snaps on her cape did not detach, and oh. it literally yanked her by the neck off the stage. Oh. Uh, so, and, But also, you know what? Screw those guys. She's like a 60-year-old woman who still gets her ass up there and is well, so much and the better thing than that, anybody else. The thing that really pissed me off is just a couple of months later, the Edge from U2 literally fucking fell off a stage right. who was the same age, and people weren't saying shit. And talking about that ass of Madonna, uh, at 60 years old, damn. She keeps it tight. I'll yeah. say. She keeps it tight. Loud. Okay. Um, all three of them collaborated with major hip-hop stars. All right. Give me a second here. Okay. 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 Michael Jackson, I know, on History had a track with Shaquille O'Neal, so that must be what you're referring to. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> now, it that's was Deion Sanders. I was going to say, that's a very loose definition of hip, hop, and star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Heavy D on uh, Jam. Yep. Uh, also, there was a track on uh, History with a Notorious B.I.G. Yep. Uh, let's see, Prince... Uh, we'll come back to him. Uh, Madonna, Gwen Stefani, oh my hip hop, God. <laughs> and Madonna had sex with Big Daddy Kane, so that must be what you're referring to. Right? Anyway, I mean, did she or did she not? Prince recorded with He's Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay. On his 2015 album Art Official Age, um, Madonna actually did a track with Tupac. 
back in the day that has yet to see the day the uh, a legitimate release hmm. um but was later replaced on the album but on her last album rebel heart uh nas does the most incredible verse ever on there uh she has also collaborated with the game she has collaborated with lil wayne um yeah i mean the list kind of goes on and on with her i hope after a collaboration with lil wayne she took a very long shower <laughs> i'm sure she did okay <laughs> okay uh and finally Oh no! I actually already said that one. Okay, that was the that was the one for all three of them. <laughs> oh, okay, sweet. Um, so let's let's break them down individually. So I'd like to start with my least favorite, Michael Jackson. Now, just because he is my least favorite of the Holy Trinity, does not mean I do not love and adore him and miss him every day because I do. Um, talk about the first time you discovered Michael Jackson. The first time I discovered Michael Jackson was the video for "Beat It." Uh, back in the day, there was a show called Friday Night Videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember staying up late as a child, you know, whatever late was, 11, 11 p.m. or something yeah. like that. Just, Shit, that's late for me now. Yeah, just in hopes to be able to see that video. And it uh, it was transformative to me. And it wasn't until later that my parents had to actually tell me that I had been familiar with Michael Jackson before that mm -hmm. point. What with Off the Wall and stuff with the Jackson 5. And I was just like, huh, What? My earliest recollection of my own memory of Michael Jackson is that Beat It video. And it was amazing and uh, life-changing at the time for me, actually. Uh, mine is also the Beat It video because growing up as a dancer, uh, I, I had studied with Michael Peters, who choreographed mm -hmm. most of his videos at that time. Shout out to Michael Peters. Uh, yeah, big respect for him. And a lot of the dancers that were in those videos, Thriller and Beat It, were teachers of mine like i Sweet. i would go to different convent dance conventions and they were the teachers there they were the people that we looked up to so it was really i don't want to say michael had a not as much to do with it as like the people that were in the actual videos but that's what it was the people that were in the videos is what got me there because i wanted to see it that is something i want to ask you about yeah is the credit michael jackson gets as a dance innovator erroneous um he was the vehicle to because at he's the one that brought dancing into the videos and i understand he was a big fan of musicals he was a yep. big gene kelly fan bob fossey yes he was a big fan of the choreographers which so i have a lot of respect for that but everything he did came from michael peters michael peters mm -hmm. was his choreographer now michael jackson is an excellent mover mm -hmm. he picks up the choreography well but everything was tailored to him which is the way really well but it's the way you're supposed to do it as a choreographer right that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to tailor it to the person and michael peters was brilliant at that he could tailor it to michael jackson to make him look even better one thing i will say about that is uh he michael jackson worked with a lot of uh incredible horrifically talented choreographers mm -hmm. and michael jackson didn't necessarily invent dance moves no what Michael Jackson did, though, was those moves that he found other people doing, he could do them the best of anyone who could ever do them. Mm -hmm. For instance, he didn't invent the moonwalk. Right. No. But I dare anyone to show me a better moonwalk than Michael Jackson's. But that, that's my point, is that the things that were taught to him were tailor-made for him to make him look the best that he could look. In, in reference to uh, the standard choreography, like we're looking at the, the video for Thriller, yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. Things like the moonwalk and also things like the robot. That's stuff that he just saw kids outside yes. doing, and then he picked up and just was able to do it better than anybody else could. Mm -hmm. And I think to, that's to his credit. Yes. And then also he can he can figure he can learn choreography also very, very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like I said, it was 
it revolutionized mm -hmm. for us. It it for young dancers, it was like that was something to aspire to. Now there was something other than you're either going to be a dance teacher or you're going to be in a ballet company. You can dance with pop stars now. You could dance uh, with rock stars okay. now. It was a whole new avenue for us. So that's and that's what got me into Michael Jackson's music. That it was very danceable. You could yes. dan it had good beat and you could dance Jesus to it. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Joe. So me as the um, very suburban white kid in the in the room, um, and probably for me, it's it, this is going to become absolutely no shock that I probably remember the most. The one I really distinctly remember, but I know it's too late because I know I obviously had some reference before him, was if you remember the black and white video and when it first oh, yeah. premiered. And, you know, prime time and all that. But I have to say it was probably had to do with um, kind of what everyone else has been saying, but it's been the Weird Al Eat It <laughs> video <laughs> because I probably saw that first. And then, especially when MTV aired Al TV. Mm. And they would show the original video, then the Weird Al video back yeah. to back, which if you ever have a chance to do that is impeccable. Oh, his Weird like, Al did a great like, job. Yeah, everything is just amazing. And things you don't realize that you're like, oh, that's funny. And they're like, wait, you, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then watching, you know, beat it, you're like, oh, this is damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. for me, uh, my my dad was an oldies disc jockey, so I knew who Michael Jackson was when I was a little little kid from the Jackson Five and you know all that other stuff he used to play. Um, what really rocked my world uh, when I was a kid watching MTV was seeing the Billie Jean video for the first time, mm -hmm. because the setup for that video is so simple. It's just and it's just hyper focused on him yeah. and how he could command a stage and his. His moves were incredible, and the way he, the swagger was incredible. Well, see, with the and, Billie Jean video, though, it's shot very much like a dance sequence in a musical movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. you know, for me, being nine years old, I'd never seen anything like that before. And, you know, Thriller was a game changer. Oh, and that, oh yeah. Jesus. I, and yeah. I was terrified by that video, but, you know, the, the things that made Michael Jackson so fabulous, I think— really came through in that period of thriller. I'm sorry. Yes. Because the world knew he who he was as a solo artist at that time, but this was where he really started to kind of, because his early solo albums, he had several albums before thriller, and a lot of them were just your standard R&B 70s of the time. Off the Wall was a fantastic record. Yes. But thriller... That was a new animal. Mm -hmm. That was a that was something entirely new. And my brother and I had that tape, and we played it every night. Well, I at think that it time. was the combination of the record and music videos. Yes, that's what did it. Yeah, I, I was going to stop you because if we're going to mention Thriller, you have to give a big up to Ola Ray. Oh, bless Ola her Ray? heart. You mean the woman that Michael Jackson literally danced circles around in she, that video? She just not since Christy Brinkley. Has a girl in a video tried to walk oh on a beat so unsuccessfully? Billy Joe video, holy shit, she has no rhythm. But Ola Ray in the Thriller <laughs> video is is life. Okay, it's just <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna send something around the room, um, and I, and I'll start. I want to talk about what what is your favorite song from Michael Jackson? A loaded question. I realize Wait. for me, uh, my favorite Michael Jackson song and video is Smooth Criminal. Uh, ditto. Oh. Um, I every every year that pa I mean it's been thirty years since that video and it it hasn't lost any of its brilliance for me. Yeah, and I love everything about it. It was Michael Jackson at his best for uh, me. Smooth Criminal, yes, because again it's it's straight up musical. It's like Bob Fosse redone in a hip in like an R and B way. Mm -hmm. The video yeah. is amazing. The song still holds up. 
it's it is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but since you stole my favorite, my second would be uh, <laughs> Scream. Oh, with nice. Janet Jackson. Nice. Again, awesome video, great choreography in that with the two of them, and awesome song. So that would that would be my second. Uh, Smooth Criminal is probably his best vi- best video. Oh I God, actually it's think so good. I think it's actually a very weak song, honestly. <gasps> uh, how many times does he have to ask if Annie is okay until he finds out <laughs> if she is? Yes. Did anyone ever answer it? I don't think so. Uh, and, although it did lead to a great callback while watching, I think episode two or three at one point. It got one point until it was like. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? <laughs> um, I'll mess it up for you now, and it's Annie eat a hoe cake, eat a hoe cake, Annie. <laughs> oh, we've had it, we've had it wrong all those years. Uh, but my favorite song, I'm probably gonna go with "Remember the Time." Ooh. Oddly enough, because "Thriller" is huh. my favorite album of his, but my favorite song is from uh, "Dangerous." Shout Dangerous, out, yeah, shout Dangerous. out to Teddy Riley. Yeah, Teddy Riley did that one. He did most of that album. Yeah, I would have thought that was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. All right. Nope. So yeah, uh, remember the time. Love that song. Great video too. Great, great video. Uh, that's a weird video. That's the one, the Egyptian one, right? Yeah, that's a great video. Iman's the only, in that. the only thing weird about that one is him French kissing Iman. That's odd to see. <laughs> Because Michael Jackson, talk about parallels again. Michael Jackson and Prince both have suspect kissing techniques. Suspect kissing techniques? I've never kissed either one of them, so I couldn't tell We've you. We've seen it, though. Look, in Purple Rain, when he's kissing Apollonia, that it looks weird. But but let's just say, also, kissing for the screen is probably a lot different than And for the record, life. Prince didn't kiss. He performed conolingus on your soul. <laughs> Well, when you explain it that way, then it looks a lot less weird. Joe. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm trying to think. And I think probably the one that I have to say, if, and especially if we're just going solo, because otherwise I'd have ABC. Um, but um, I would say, I have to say Billie Jean, because I in it's my head, song. whenever I just think about that, I'm like walking down the street and like, you know. That that synth bass line yeah, is just it's, it's so just, good. Because there's so many songs you could just say, well, that song, well, yes. I love this song. It was my favorite. Then another one goes, well, damn it. Now this one's my favorite. So. Well, it's mm-hmm. like uh, there are so many of his songs, too, that, like, get played at weddings or at parties or something. But, like, the minute, like, the the first chord start, everybody's like, oh, yeah, get on the floor. Yeah. 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 Okay. P- PYT is one of them. Oh, oh PYT is good. PYT is oh, good. That, that song starts and everybody wants to hit the floor. Yeah, no, I, I forgot about that. You know, the, 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 the background singers listed as the pretty young things were his sisters. Ew. Janet Latoya and Rebe. Oh, yeah, okay. Rebe got her shift covered, and she was able to come in and lay down some <laughs> I was vocals. Say, let's say they for, got Latoya something, to, Latoya something to do. For some families, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, not, but not so much for the Jacksons. All right, so we we love Michael Jackson, and yeah. um, in 2009 was a shitty, shitty year because that was the year that he left us, unfortunately, mm. and um, and. You know, I the person I feel really bad for is Farrah Fawcett because she died on the same day in the morning, mm. and yeah. everybody was talking about it. And then he di- he died in the afternoon. By the time that story hit, and psh. yeah, yeah, I'm sure many yeah. people have forgotten that Farrah Fawcett has passed. But uh, I would like to move on to uh, my friend uh, Prince. All right, uh, you know, Ow! for me the discovery. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Uh, for those of you who are patrons on our uh, on our Patreon, we will actually be doing a special companion episode uh, in, dedicated entirely to Prince. So you should go to Patreon and become a $10 or more supporter, and you'll get to hear that episode where I will geek on about Prince endlessly. But uh, for me, 
I don't really like for me I I real I clearly remember experiencing Billie Jean for the first time. I clearly remember the first time I ever saw Madonna and I'll talk about that in a minute, but I don't really remember a moment of discovering Prince for me because my mom was a big fan and she had some of the records and I think the first time I really, you know, saw and loved it was Little Red Corvette. That was probably the first time. I did not become a serious Prince fan until I was a teenager, but we'll talk about that later. When when did you discover Prince? What's your first memory of his music? It's the Purple Rain album, mm-hmm. and I believe the first song I remember is "Let's Go Crazy." Mm. Awesome and song, and that was yeah. my shit. And uh, my dad having that album on vinyl, and we would just listen to it from beginning to end. That's well, a, it, as you can loop. do with a perfect album. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's it, it an is odd album, album to listen with because uh-huh. you were little at the time. So, because <laughs> a lot of people do that whole Thriller Purple Rain comparison. Uh uh-uh. uh Purple Rain is a perfect album, as Chris Rock once said. Ain't no lady in my life on Purple Rain. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, but yeah, um, I just you and as a child listening to Darlin' Nikki with your dad. Oh, seems and we odd. did. Seems and odd. I, I remember the conversation I had with my father <laughs> about saying, "Hey, Dad, what's it mean when she started to grind coffee?" Coffee. And yeah, he was just like, "Uh, to to grind, uh, means." To uh, she takes hmm, her vagina, make love. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, hey, what's this? It's time to go to bed. And then we weren't allowed to listen to that song anymore. And thank God, Tipper Gore petitioned so hard to have a warning put on that record because I heard it before the warning was put on it, and I tried to masturbate with a magazine, and that shit hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wait a minute, how did you? Never mind. Don't want to. Yeah. Wait, how? No. Nope. Stop. Nope. I'm good. So Joe. <laughs> So again, suburban white boy. Um, but I probably—it's what's for dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other it probably white wasn't meat. until much later, and because I was re- really into, um, grew up listening to oldies and all mm-hmm. that, and then it was later on it was, you know, a lot of classic rock and all mm-hmm. that. And so I think a lot, of, a lot of these three artists were kind of more out of my wheel well, and I just right. kind of heard peripherally, and but it was more kind of the press and media about them that I knew more and stuff like that. And so just a lot of the antics. So yeah, I probably music wise, it wasn't probably until I was like in high school that I probably really got, and I can't remember what it would have been but mm-hmm. for you in high school. Wouldn't that have been like diamonds and pearls era? Kind of no, thing, but or? it probably was like, Hey, Ooh, this album's awesome. What? It came out a decade ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Jo- Joe's really late to the party. But, sometimes. That, but that was like, yeah. you know, shortly before then it was like, Ooh, did you hear this album? What? You mean Zeppelin two? <laughs> yeah. A um, record that Prince was a huge fan of, but we'll talk about that later. For me, I, my first like memory of Prince is 1999. I remember cause my parents would always have these like new year's Eve parties every year. And me and my friends, they wouldn't, they would like shut us in my room. Like the adults are having a party, get in your room and stay there. And you don't <laughs> want to be here. Bless, yeah. the, and bless the 80s. Right? So, so, <laughs> I'm going to make a sign that says that for your door. <laughs> alcohol and swinging. So they would like give us food and like we, we'd get like a little bottle of like sparkling apple cider, like little plastic champagne glasses. We'd have our own little party in my room. 
And I remember. Fake Coke. Yeah. And I remember. (laughs) Maybe snorting sweet tarts. uh, We would listen to music, and 1999 came on, and we were dancing to it. And I remember clearly one of my friends going, God, do you think we'll still be friends in 1999? How old will we be? Like, we were trying to figure it out. Oh, man. I remember thinking (laughs) when that song came out. Oh, wow. In 1999, I'm going to be 24 years old and I'm going to be married. I wasn't with kids. I wasn't and rich. I worked in a movie theater and and famous. I wasn't. I was on public access. And I just remember thinking, oh, it's going to be I'm going to be so old. I wasn't. And I wasn't either. And but Uh, bitch, you still ain't 24. What you talking about? But I'm seriously like. I'm not even friends on Facebook with those girls anymore. <laughs> it's kind of sad now. Oh, man. <laughs> but that's my first. Was, but since then, 1999, I have been a Prince fan oh. since. If he put out music, I wanted it. It just, yeah. Um, now I want to move on to favorite song. Now, for me, now y'all know... Y'all know mm-hmm. how into Prince I am, and and you know we're talking thousands and thousands. It's like choosing and thousands your favorite child. It is, but I have Joe? to say that's a little easier to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you I had, only have two, do you have fifteen hundred unreleased children, Joe? <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a no. Okay. I mean, your junk works, but damn. For me, my favorite Prince song is one that a lot of people may not know, um, and. I pretty much had to pick one song and, and identify no. that. <laughs> I pretty much had to pick one song and identify that as my favorite just so I could like not constantly change it. The top 20 always changes, but the oh, number yeah. one is still the same. My favorite song by Prince is a song called 17 Days. And it's a good song. And it was actually the B-side of When Doves Cry. Oh. Uh, and it's just it's it's one of those songs where the baseline of it is so incredible. The, the The whole arrangement of it is so weird, but the melody is so good, and it's so just the, the way it's done is really cool, and it is just one of those songs where every time I hear it, I don't, you know, the minute that, that kick drum starts, dial goes right up. I got I to gotta play it at full volume. So you're saying it's a better B-side than anything from the track squad? <laughs> First of all, Joe... <laughs> Nothing is better than anything by the track squad. <laughs> if you ever, listeners, want to experience the greatest hip-hop album of your life, oh my God. look up Got That Stank by the track squad. And yes, you did just life. say Got That, that stank. stank. Don't do it. By don't the track squad. Do no, it. do it. Yeah. Don't do Find it. Find it. Yep. And, oh, please throw that leg up for uh, us. Understand why Joe Derwood and I heard this and all went out and got matching tattoos of the album cover. (laughs) Got that That stank. stank. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) If you want me to pick a favorite Prince song, look, I'm going to give you three. Okay. And that's the best you're going to get from me. I'll tell you what. Give me three, and then I'll select my personal favorite of your three. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, The first one I'll mention is Little Red Corvette. Excellent song. The second one will be... uh, Pretzel Body Logic. Ooh, oh, nice. Oh, nice. nice. That's and good, that's good. the last one would be Raspberry Beret. Okay, very nice. I- I'm going with Pretzel Body Logic on that. That's my um, I do. I do love that one from Prince's final band, Third Eye Girl. Awesome uh, band. Which was breathtaking to see live. Yep. Um, I would pick Raspberry Beret of those three. Okay, fair enough. That's a, that's another song I that, do love that particularly song. the such, extended remix. He had such a mom haircut in that video. <laughs> it was a sensible Bob. It was yeah. such a mom haircut. Mm-hmm. Also, the name of his guitar technician at the time, Sensible Bob. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I made that part up. Joe, 
I have to say, uh, let's go crazy. Probably has to be oh. okay. such a great song. I, I thought such for, a perfect. I thought for sure you were going to pick the song "Good Dick in a Job," <laughs> which yes is a Prince track. That's my number two. Uh, you, Anthony, knows mine. Mine is uh, Pussy never- Control. Do not hate on Pussy Control. That's the jam. I love, I love that, that song. song. I just know it's Amy's favorite. That is the lead-off track no. of my favorite Prince album. Yeah, no, my favorite is uh, "Could Never Take the Place of Your Man." It's a great song. It that is my favorite Prince song. There's something about the the syncopation of it that just hits me just right. It's um, just the perfect song to me. Arrangement wise, that is one of his most Hendrixy songs. Oh, I love mm. that song. The okay. chords it's that are so played good. in the chorus uh, are actually from a Hendrix. Uh, and it's tune. hard for me to pick because I too have so many favorite Prince songs. Oh yeah, but that that one does it for me every okay. time. Uh, well, now I'd like to move on to uh, the one, the only Madonna. Mama. Um, Madonna. I Madonna. my favorite. Okay, Madonna. <laughs> It runs neck and neck with Prince as my favorite artist of all time uh, because they both mean really, really special things to me personally. Um, and I will often say of the three, Madonna is easily the most underrated. Yes. Um, I don't ever mm. believe she gets the credit she deserves nope. mm-hmm. as a producer. Uh, yeah. I don't think she gets the credit she deserves as a businesswoman. Um, and it's it's really, it's been hard for her out there over the years um, because she just keeps hustling, hustling the same as the men do, and I don't think she'll ever get her due for it. Nope. But well, and I think part of it too is I think you think about. I mean, as me growing up, it's like there's always that shock value in that very right. Where it's like, I think for her, she needed to do that to get out there. Yeah. Even though everything about it was great, mm-hmm. she had to go the extra leg, well, and so people are like, "Oh, she's just a shock artist." Like Madonna no, came it along no. at a time like the. I, I don't think she would have been successful anytime before or after when she dropped because she came along at a time which was the birth of the music video. It was the first mm-hmm. time that artists could really embrace the imagery with the music. And again, yes. she and came from the dance world. She came from the dance world. And a lot of people, like her first single, Everybody, became a huge hit and it was shipped to radio to R&B radio stations because everyone thought she was black. Because she oh, didn't wow. have a video yet. Like, uh, many critics compared her to Denise Williams hmm. with the quality of her voice. You know okay. what? And, uh, I can see that, actually. Yeah. And so, like, when she when she really started to... Because t- a lot of the older artists at the time kind of turned their nose up to the notion of a music video. They kind of yes. resented having to act. And Madonna took it and fucking ran with it. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. And she didn't have the budget and the support that Michael Jackson had. Because if she had, I guarantee you, her videos would have been better. I mean, uh, than some of his best videos. I mean, yeah. Honestly, look at like Borderline or yeah. Lucky Star. Yeah. Those videos yeah. are like. But the first, the <laughs> first time, bones. the first time I ever saw Madonna, I remember this as clear as day, was on American Bandstand, uh, and she performed "Holiday," I'm and rule the world. I was transfixed by her. I had never seen anyone like her. She was so pretty. And she, I loved her dance moves. I loved her clothes. I loved the way she performed. I still, to this day, love the song Holiday. And the fact that she was just, there was just such a cute, sexy confidence to her. And she wasn't out there trying to pretend like she was anything that she wasn't. And she was always uniquely herself. And I, I could, that just, it really spoke to me. Hmm. And with every facet of her career, as it continued to change, it continued to speak to me. Oh. And the most important thing I learned from from her and Prince was that you always have to to do you. Yes. Regardless yes. of what the rest of the world tells you. And 
there is an entire generation of performers, an entire generation of performers that stand squarely on her shoulders. Yep. And I will die on that hill. No, uh, no, that's, because that's without her, you know, like Liz Fair said it best, Madonna was the speedboat. The rest of us were all the go-go's on water skis. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first look, see Madonna, Derwood? Oh man, I honestly, I knew that I was conscious of her. I had to have been only because what I actually remember was her uh, when it was uh, when Desperately Seeking Susan was coming out mm-hmm. and Madonna was going to be starring in it. Yep. And they were just like, hey, this pop singer is starring in this movie, which wasn't done as much in those no. days no. as it is now. And so I was just like, huh, that's interesting that a singer's going to act. Oh, that's weird. But I don't remember knowing any of her songs or anything about her. I guess I knew she was someone. I'd heard of her, but I didn't really know anything about her before then. So... I think as far as her music, my first rec- recollection must have been, which came first, Like a Prayer or Dick Tracy? Uh, like a Prayer. Like a Prayer is probably what I can actually mm-hmm. point to as something I remember experiencing of Madonna. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now I'm on the spot. No, just kidding. <laughs> Joe's um, like, I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> who, who? Madonna? Madonuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Donuts. You have been obsessed with donuts like all weekend. I gotta get a donut. Yeah. I, j- I need one. I'll join now. Shit, now I want a donut. All right. Um, anyway, so probably actually, shockingly, two of the three will be probably because of Weird Al <laughs> and the like the surgeon, <laughs> yeah. which I just saw Weird Al recently in concert and he did kind of more playing a lot of the, not the big parodies, but like a lot of his um, either lesser known parodies, some deeper or, cuts, or the in style of. Yes. Which you know, seeing as he has tons of par- tons of parodies of Michael Jackson, I think like a surgeon's the only um, Madonna one. Yeah, none of Prince, although yes. he does have a in the style of Prince mm-hmm. um, one that's actually very close to uh, Let's Go Crazy. But um, he was talking about it and how actually it was Madonna that gave him the idea for like a surgeon. Nice. So like he was talking, about, and he was just saying that yeah, she like called me up and said it. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And- <laughs> Nice. See, she's so, always yeah. thinking that one. <laughs> and so, and, um, but yeah, because I think that, and then I think that's where I found, you know, and I, then I was like, oh, that's of a song. And then heard that. But then I think the most, what I was most, uh, I knew of her, but then Dick Tracy was probably of really knowing her. Mm-hmm. So. Such a fucking great movie. Uh, I love that movie. I, Bandstand. I saw mm-hmm. her on Bandstand and I wanted to be her. Yep. There was just, it was. <laughs> As I said, I thought she was the coolest person I'd ever seen, and it has not changed since. Yeah, I I wanted to be her. And here's the thing, though. I didn't, I wasn't one of the little girls who dressed like her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the way she was dressed for me. It was, she seemed like, even at a little kid, she seemed like she was in control of the room. And I wanted to be that. I wanted to be the woman that was going to be in charge. I, it didn't have anything to do with dressing. Uh, it was like, oh, and she can really dance. That mm-hmm. was the other thing, too. It was like, she's a dancer. She's in charge. She That's the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. She commanded a room, and I wanted to be able to command a room like that. That was what I saw in her. And I, I still look up to her to this day. Yeah. I think she's the spokeswoman for women. I just think yeah. she's the one. If, uh, if you ever get yeah. a chance, listeners, get out there and Google Madonna Billboard Woman of the Year speech. Oh my God. I it's can't a even speech watch that, that she gave crying. last year 
and it was like she she kept it 100 in that speech yeah. and told about what it was like to be a woman in the music business for the last 40 years and like I, we fun. we both no, cried man. during yeah. that that speech um and just touch on Madonna for a second because she is the sole survivor of the the holy trinity she very lovingly paid tribute to both Michael Jackson and Prince who she w- she was both friends with um, and it worked both it and, worked and, with both of them yeah to to in a certain respect but she uh she eulogized both of them um her speech about Michael Jackson at the VMAs uh absolutely heartbreaking the year that he died uh and she um again and if anybody wants to say otherwise I will fucking fight you um her <laughs> performance of nothing compares to you on uh I think it was the Billboard Awards yeah uh right after Prince passed a lot of people had some had some shit to talk about that and um I that performance was so heartbreaking for me because I had seen something I had never seen before Madonna performing while upset Mm. yeah Um, her hands were shaking her voice was trembling she literally looked like she was about to completely fall apart while she was singing you and I have seen her several times live in concert and the woman puts on an amazing show. Yeah, if you were to get a chance to see Madonna, like, don't don't pass it up. I, I used to say that because we also would see Prince in concert. You mm-hmm. and I have many times that if you wanted to see the best concert of your life, you go see Prince. Yeah. You want to see the best show you've ever seen? You go see Madonna. Yep. Because no, she doesn't sing a hundred percent throughout. She lip syncs, but because she dances, her her are theatrical shows. Yeah. So there's no way for her to sing all the way through it, and we have sat up close. We have sat far away. She is on that stage. She owns it. Every person in the room yeah. is on her, and she doesn't blink. And there's a there's an attention to detail, and there's a quality to the show that she puts on the spectacle. Yeah. Like, somebody else who's very similar is Kylie Minogue, and you watch some of her tours, and it's, you know, kind of the same thing. It's outlandish costumes and props and dancers and sets and this kind of thing and millions of dollars of production value. It's just not the same. It's missing that polish that a Madonna show has. Um, like getting back to what you're saying, yeah. when she's on stage, like I said, she owns it yeah. and she doesn't blink. So when she was doing the nothing compares to you, you could tell that it really was she was up. shook. Yeah, she was shook. And the fact that some people did say so many mean things about her because of that, and also too, I don't think I think she picked the right song. Yeah, because a lot of people tried to do his songs. And I know nothing compared to you is one of his songs, but it Looking wasn't. Looking at Bruno you, Mars. Bruno Mars. Fuck you, Bruno Mars. Don't get me started. <laughs> but it's hard to do his music. And the fact that she didn't pick something that was tied directly to him was the smart choice. I also like the fact that she didn't pick up one of his fucking guitars Guitar. and play Fuck it you, shittily. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Sorry. Um, I want to talk about Madonna's wow. music and your favorite song. Now, for me, again, Madonna is one of those things where I could pick a million favorite yep. songs. But the one song I have to say uh, that really just galvanized me from the moment I heard it, and I still love it to this day, and it is just iconic, Vogue. Damn it, man. You and, stole mine. And it was, Vogue. you know, and, and here's the thing, and it's another thing I want to speak on because some of her haters – Madonna has been accused by very dumb people of (laughs) appropriating gay culture. Now, let me tell you how fucking stupid this is. Because people, you know, a lot of the younger gays 
they see voguing and they see like drag queens and gay, you know, like Paris is burning and other things like that. Yes, it, it did spring of gay culture. But what people don't realize is that the New York scene, the gay scene, the club scene of the late 70s, early 80s, Madonna was of that scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. She was in those clubs with those people. She hung out with Warhol. She dated Jean-Michel Basquiat. Like she, she was part of that. And, you know, that's what she used in what she did. And Vogue is just like everything about it is just so iconic to me. And honestly, it's it's so funny because I'm going to tell you a little quick story about that song. That song was actually meant to be a B-side. Uh, it was supposed to be the oh. B-side of Keep It Together, the last single from Like a Prayer. And uh, her her and her producer, Shep Pettibone, had come up with it. And Junior Vasquez helped out on that, too. And she submitted it to the label. And they heard it. And they're like, um, you're out of your mind. This is not a B-side. This is a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, you need to put it on your next album. And she's like, I'm already doing an album in character as Breathless Mahoney for Dick Tracy. And they're like, yeah, we still own your ass. You got to put it on there. Oh, wow. And make it the first single. <laughs> I always wondered why that was on that album. That's why. Okay. And it became the biggest selling single of her career at the time. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to say that one because that, look, I'm... I'm not of gay culture, and it's the furthest thing what? from me. But for whatever huh. reason, the furthest thing, Derwood. Really? Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! Anyway, the furthest thing. Yeah, I've seen the two of you share a bed. It's... I would say Taylor Swift is the furthest thing from you. Point taken. <laughs> that checks out. However, uh, that song just hits me in a particular way. I don't know how or why. The video also. Mm-hmm. Uh, video. God damn that video. Ooh, yeah. David Fincher, co-directed yeah, yeah. by Madonna, uncredited. Yep. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll honestly. There's a lot of shots in that video where it's just like, she's like a female version of me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but since, Is it when she motorboats Nikki Harris? <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, no, but since you took uh, Vogue, I will go with Take a Bow. Oh. oh. Fucking love that song and video. Uh, Michael Hausman yeah. on the video. First of all, he was a little hottie back in the day. Secondly, that video is gorgeous. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. And good, that song, good hat in that yeah. one with the, 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 the netting over. Yeah, yeah good yeah, hat. I use Well, you know that video was basically an audition for Evita. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. always thinking. But uh, one thing I do love about Take a Bow is that that was a track she did with Babyface for uh, for the Bedtime sense. Stories album. And a lot of people, again, dumb people, like to say <laughs> that Madonna is just a puppet and her producers do all the writing and the work. Bullshit! That I submit that song very frequently as an example of why that is dumb. Because find me, name for me, another babyface song that sounds like Take a Bow. Um, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Take a Bow Part uh, 2. <laughs> Spoiler. No, I can't. There isn't yeah, one. That's true. And yeah. a lot of producers, particularly as big as Babyface was at the time, uh, a lot of producers, they have a signature sound. Um, Rodney Jerkins had a signature sound. Yes. Uh, y- you know, uh, who was something? Timbaland has a, a signature sound. Roger that you Troutman. Can, right. That you can kind of pull out. Babyface also had a signature sound. Yes. That was missing from Take a Bow. Mm. That element is Madonna, Madonna. as a producer. Mm. And the choices that she brings to the table. Well, it should tell you something right there is that he didn't know Babyface was <laughs> the producer of that. Yeah, no, I really did not. No. Yeah. So anyway, good choice, Joe. So I have to, I'm just going to go with the one that I'm hearing a lot right now because we have one of the um, best of Madonnas that the girls listen to all the time. I love that your wife plays those yes, for your daughters. Um, we have to skip a few of the songs. I, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, 
I have no problem with that. There are many times I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. Not just Madonna stuff. You're like, oh, you can actually remember words now. Um, <laughs> and, sorry, honey. No. Um, no, I'm going to have to say it's uh, right now four minutes. Because oh. I hear that. Oh, that's Lily's absolute favorite Good right choice. Now. Actually, we, speaking of Timbaland. I don't have to skip songs because mm-hmm. she just keeps going back to it. Mm-hmm. And then they just dance around our living room. And so, which I do have to say, I do love the amount of um, s- um, songs for soundtracks that she's done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of like, but of like, wait, she's doing a song for that, like, you know, with Austin Powers, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Four Minutes was from Get Smart. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's like, okay, it works. Yeah. Um, mine is Vogue, obviously, because it's amazing. Um, Don't just stand there. Let's get to thank it. You. Steal my answer. There's nothing to it. Um, but not only is that video, not only do I love it because it's a great song in the video, but what I really love is her live uh, when she did it at the VMAs. Yeah. 1990. Oh, that the was. The Marie Antoinette drag. Dope. With the fans. Yeah. Awesome. If you've never seen it, go YouTube that shit right now. Yeah. Now, now, one of the things that I love about that performance is that the VMAs, as they were back in those days, were basically a concert venue. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Madonna got out there without a single instrument on stage, lip syncing, not even pretending like she had a mic. Which is what I, I love the fact that when she does lip sync, she's like, fuck it, I'm lip syncing. She did a yep. drag lip sync for your life with her own song. <laughs> yep. Yes. And it was amazing. It was the best performance <laughs> well, of that night. So I would watch a lot um, of Lip Sync Battle or whatever it is now called. Yeah. But, you know, I always thought, because especially the second round, it always got pretty out there you know pretty yeah. elaborate and then a lot of times people bring us over i'm like wouldn't it be awesome if someone did vogue and like either started out like more like the video and then up comes madonna in the vma <laughs> or or vice versa mm-hmm. full on like the right. vma and then madonna from like the video shows up i'm like yep. that'd be awesome but and they would win the series but yes. since you took uh vogue i i feel like i should say a second one since derwood got Please the same do. thing uh my second would be rain oh I think Rain is a easily the greatest song. music video she ever made. Oh yeah, and the Disagree. video Mark Romanek. Oh my god, that you, video is You've shown me gorgeous. this. You've argued this stunning. before. You cannot it tell me that is It is a masterclass in art direction. Vogue yep. or take a bow the actually. Lighting the lighting in that is amazing. And, and that's another thing I want to say about Madonna that I feel that she's very underrated for how much she furthered the art of the music video. Yes, and that's something that Michael Jackson gets a lot of credit for, yeah. but yeah, Madonna doesn't get nearly the credit that she deserves. Prince's videos respect. suck. I'm sorry. Um, I, they don't suck. They suck. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, I don't think they suck. I can, the find, you a million, right I can find you a million <laughs> shitty Prince it. videos. That's I'm, a well, big we can find video, look, more or less. <laughs> Michael Jackson has shitty videos also, but I mean, it doesn't mean that his videos, Prince's videos don't suck. The, They're just not on par with Michael Jackson and Madonna. The problem with Prince's videos is I don't think he was ever able to capture visuals with the same level of genius that he could musically. Agreed, yes. Um, you know, a couple of his videos are good, but, you know, I, I largely I, I don't like a lot of his videos. No. But, um, and, and that's the thing that, that and I want to talk about the dynamic of the three of them for a moment, because for me, the one of, each one of the three possesses something the other two don't. Uh, yeah, for Madonna me, has boobs <laughs> and a vagina. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, I was gonna say Michael Jackson because, and Prince never got fat to say that they had boobs. So. That's true. That's true. No, but like type. 
Michael Jackson and Madonna could never match Prince's musicianship. Right. Yeah. Prince and Madonna could never match Michael Jackson's commercial success. Correct. Yep. And Michael Jackson and Prince could never match Madonna's cultural impact. I'll go with that. What do you mean exactly by cultural impact? Cultural impact meaning there are many artists you can point to that are the nephews of Prince and Michael. Mm -hmm. The list of Madonna-influenced artists is twice as long. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, also, you know, with... And I don't know, and like we could get in, we could really unpack this and get into the psychology of it as to why. But, you know, Madonna seems to 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 carry with her just a whole like for me, Prince and Michael Jackson were brilliant. They did not change the face of men in music. Gotcha. Madonna completely changed the game of women in music. Yes. I hear you. And, yeah. you know, like, she, everything about her success. And she's still doing it. Right. That's the other was thing. Was a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I will say that she did it with the longest commercial success. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Prince's last number one song was in 1994. Oh, wow. It was the most beautiful girl in the world. Not that he hasn't put out awesome music. Not right. That, I right. mean, he's put but, out amazing music since. Right. That's commercial but success. But Madonna... Yeah. Is still making hits. Right. Yeah. Now, right. granted, you don't hear her on the radio anymore because she's old now, but her tours are record breakers. Because mm -hmm. they're Prince, awesome. And Prince, while he toured continuously, never quite matched the success that she had. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and like I said, you know, you didn't have a whole generation of people dressing like Prince. Oh, no, because that would have been weird and expensive. Right. Yeah, and mo most, you know, most yes, men... there were kids that had the Michael Jackson jacket and the glove. Uh, you're looking at one. And that's about it. Yeah, true. Although, oh, and, fl and, and uh, high water pants, Although too. I do kind of want to see you dressed up like Prince now. You know, Madonna, <laughs> no, you Madonna, changed, Madonna, Madonna changed the face of fashion. She did. Several yes. times. Like, yes. uh, she yeah. was basically, like, the, the look that she had sprung from her dancer days because she was so poor when she lived in New York. She couldn't afford hair ties. So she would take her old tights and tie them in her hair yeah. and tie her hair up. And that became the look. Oh. Scrunchies came from that. Oh. You know, Madonna used to wear spandex shorts under her skirts. Oh my God. My hair for one of the proms I went to, I took a picture of Madonna and went, I want this. Yeah. Okay. Like that was just the way it was. I If yeah. it was Madonna, especially during her glam phase. Yeah. Oh my God. Madonna in the glam and phase. And I do. I from her sex book. And while. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I want this. Ah! Now I will say there are individualities among the Holy Trinity. Only Madonna has won an acting award. She won a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy for and Evita. God yes. damn it, she should have been, no. been nominated for an Oscar for that movie. She of, I, That was wrong. Of the three, only Prince has an Oscar. Well, for Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Yep, for Purple Rain. But not wait, wait. for score, not for, score, for song. Not, not for it song. wasn't for song? No, nope. it was for score. I always thought it was for song. No, it nope. was for the score. Now, wait, uh, what won song that year? Somebody looked that up. What beat out When Doves Cry oh, I think, for I, the Academy it, Award? When Doves Cry wasn't nominated. No. It wasn't? It was Purple Rain? Or, I don't even know if one of the songs was actually nominated. I always thought it was. I no. always thought he got nominated for song. He oh. might have been nominated. It won What a Feeling from Flashdance. Oh. That's the one that won. All right. 
Yeah, I'm still upset, but all right. I know, but not as upset. Not as upset because I know what a feeling's legit. Like that's in my head right now, and I want to move around. Are you you like dancing? Yeah. Come on, pull 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 your shirt down over one shoulder there. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were no songs from uh, Purple Rain nominated for best original song. That's a fucking travesty. Now that is a trap. But he did win for score. Agreed. But he did win for score. Like, I don't know, because I remember in other times where people, like, going um, with Moulin Rouge, where um, Come What May was not nominated because it was originally written right. no. by William Shakespeare. I don't know if... That they, whole album was done for the film. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if the... But if in the Academy rules, if, if it was, like, he wrote the album, if they thought he wrote the album, then the movie... It was, was it the chicken and the egg? So, so that, and that might have consumed <laughs> Although, some of it. I can I tell you that only Michael Jackson and Madonna performed Oscar-nominated songs. Yeah. Who knows what they were? Uh, Ben That's from right. Michael Jackson. Yep. And, uh, Madonna actually uh, from, had two of them, and they both won. Uh, oh, wait, was, hold on. Uh, are you going to do it? I, I was going to try. Hold on. Uh, she won Academy Awards? For no. Not she. No. They she were both Broadway composers yeah. that won. Yeah, oh. Sondheim from yep. Dick Tracy. I can't play, think of the name. Uh, sooner or later. Sooner or later. Yeah. Oh, such a great song. Yep. I know was the other one then, from uh, A League of Their Own? Nope. nope. This used to be my playground. Was it from Avita? Yep. Yes. And you I Must Love it. Me. You Must Love Me by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Uh, and she looked gorgeous in that performance. Beautiful black lace dress with now, red rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, only Prince and Madonna of the two were label mates. They were both on the same label at Warner Brothers. In fact, they also, uh, Prince and Madonna, had successful artist-run labels uh, Prince had Paisley Park, which was successful for a long time. Madonna founded the single most successful artist-run label of all time, Maverick, Maverick Records. Yep. Uh, and you can you can thank that achievement thanks to a little record from the '90s called Jagged Little Pill. Uh, that was on Madonna's label. She signed Alanis Morissette. Yeah. I had no idea. True the story. Woman Why is didn't a anybody tell me woman. this? Yeah. She gets shit done. Now, uh, Prince and Madonna also very famously, unlike Michael Jackson, left their major labels. Mm. Uh, Prince did very early on in the early 90s when he had his dispute with Warner Brothers and went out on his own and rent the indie route. Uh, Madonna broke off from her label just a few years ago to sign with Live Nation. Uh, she has a 360 deal with them. And Interscope is now her distributor, but she's actually not signed to a record label. Uh, because, again, being the businesswoman she is, she knows that records don't sell anymore and all her money comes from touring. Yeah. So she partnered with her tour sponsor. Oh, okay. Um, and Michael Jackson was on Epic until the end of his life. Yeah. Uh, there was almost a merger between NPG Records and Maverick in 1997. Hmm. Uh, Prince started reaching out to Madonna publicly. He wrote a public letter to her on his website saying that he'd had a dream about the two of them seeing each other at the Grammys. And he wanted to do a merger between NPG and Maverick. And apparently she went to Minneapolis to talk about it. And there was a meeting and it almost it almost happened, which would have been badass. Yeah, it would have. But I think uh, I think Prince's way of doing things didn't really gel with how Madonna works. Yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall of that conversation right. to see how that fell through. Right. Um, and Prince and Madonna are the only two of the three that actually did work together. Uh, they wrote the song Lo- uh, Love Song. Uh, they did a duet, which was on Madonna's Like it's a Prayer very album. Very pretty. Um, Prince is actually responsible for quite a few things on that album, uncredited. Uh, the song Act of Contrition, which closes out. Uh, the whole guitar solo is just him fucking wailing on the Blue Angel. Uh, it's one of my favorite tracks. And uh, he also plays guitar on Keep It Together. He re-recorded his own version of Like a Prayer. 
uh, which has never seen the light of day. That's in the vault. Damn. Um, and the two of them, Prince and Madonna, actually continued uh, and wrote an entire musical together. What? Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> also wrote a song for her called Cosmic Day, uh, which she passed on. He wrote another song for her called By Alien Means, which she also passed on. Can we go back to them writing a musical? They wrote an entire musical together, yes. Do we have any idea what it's about? No. Or? It, it has not seen the light of day. The only hope we have is Madonna someday coming forward with it. Oh, my God. Uh, do, we think, do we think with the vault, do you think anything from there is going to see the light of day now? It already has started. Uh, but oh. we'll we'll get into that and on the Prince special. You can special. actually start oh, yeah. listening to Prince on YouTube now. <laughs> right? Now that he's dead. Uh, I no. might actually hear the song Gold. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but with uh, yeah, with Prince and Madonna, they, they wrote a musical together. Madonna actually wrote another musical in 2003 called Hello Suckers, uh, which had a whole score to it. It's got some good songs for it, but it never, it never took off. It never hmm. – uh, she couldn't – yeah. Um, let me see. Hmm. Uh, Prince and Michael Jackson, uh, uh, actually, and Madonna. No, no, actually, no. Prince and Michael Jackson also had major disputes with their record labels. Uh, Michael Jackson did not leave his record label, but in 2001, when his album Invincible failed to catch fire, Oy. he came out <laughs> against Tommy Mottola. Now, at the time... Was he blaming Tommy Mottola for that travesty? He blamed it for Tommy Mottola's racism. Oh... Which, at the time, completely unfounded, and people thought Michael Jackson had lost his mind, which well. may, may or may not have been true. But apparently, some shit came later, years later, that apparently Tommy Mottola, if she's skeletons in that closet, uh, Google that. Noted. Um, they all had their fair share of controversies. All three of them. Like, I mean. Prince even had a song about it. He sure did. He sure did. That was what his publishing company was called. Hold on. All right. So, but he had had a song about all three of their controversies. I I hope I'm not stepping on your toes here, Anthony. It was called Sexy M. If we can can take a look at their their controversies, right? So, like, I guess Prince and his big controversy was when he wanted to be known as the artist formerly known as Prince. That was one of them. Okay. And I'm trying to think of what other controversies there may be. I mean, Darling Nikki. The fact that his song, Darling Nikki, is the reason parental advisory stickers exist. Yeah, but all right. And I I guess because my my point is when we're looking at controversies and what they actually are slash were Mm -hmm. and, you know, if we're, you know, judging the – Michael Jackson, I think we all know what we're talking about when it comes to controversy. We have, that shit's a controversy. We have gone over his several <laughs> yes. times. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that Madonna probably had the most per capita, but Michael Jackson had the biggest. Right, but, we, but when we talk about Madonna's controversy, essentially, I mean, it's it's again, it's the argument about it. It's a controversy only because it's a woman who had yep. agency over her own sexuality. That's yeah. it. And you're Largely. not allowed to do that. For yeah. And so reason. it was the most ongoing one that yeah. was. And she still made gets, public. She, it's bullshit controversy. Is, is what it is. Still yes, catching flack for that shit. Yeah. But it, it, but in sadly in our world that's what it is. I mean, granted, and that's where like the severity of Michael's <laughs> Poor controversy was a lot higher. Right. But. In the realm of the world and in the news cycle, Madonna's was yeah. more prevalent like, because Ma- Madonna was... can't go out and do shit without somebody yeah. saying shit. That's, That's true. just the way it that is. That is true. Well, when you shine that bright, people are going to throw shit. It's yep. true. It's true. Um, keeping in it's with some of them before we before we wrap up here because we could literally go on about this forever. Yep. Uh, Michael Jackson and Madonna made very famous soft drink commercials. Speaking Both of for controversy, Pepsi, right? Yep. Both Both for Pepsi. Pepsi. Now, when Michael Jackson uh, got the Pepsi campaign, <laughs> Coca-Cola approached Prince about doing a commercial. 
Uh, which, of course, he said, get the fuck out of here. Who are you? And uh, what soda? But could you imagine? No, like Madonna's Pepsi commercial, of course, super controversial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She kissed a black man. No, that was just in the video. That wasn't even the commercial. But the that, commercial was cute. Yeah, but that was the problem. It was at yeah. the same time as Like a Prayer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, you did what now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, kissed a black man? A black man who was playing Jesus? Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson and Madonna both had TV movies made about them. Madonna had a TV movie made about she her? She sure yeah. did. An actress named Tarumi Matthews played her. Canadian. How, how was it? A shitty. Shitty. Because mm. it was based on a really shitty biography. Because the Michael Jackson one, and I'm assuming oh, the we're American talking about Dream. the American Dream, mm-hmm. the Jack- that shit is awesome. Really that, good. Anytime that's on, I'm watching it yeah, from it's really, wherever it you is until really it well ends. That is a decent uh, TV miniseries. Decent. That is great. No, yeah, it's no, a it decent TV. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Boys to Men cameo alone. Exactly. Uh, Angela Bassett's excellent in that. Angela Bassett is amazing in everything. She's an American treasure. She's Black Meryl Streep. To be honest, if she was if she was playing Michael, I'd be down. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. she could do it. She could do it. I bet her moonwalks on point. Uh, Michael Jackson and Madonna very famously attended the Academy Awards together in 1991. Yep. uh, Which sparked rumors that they were dating. uh, Uh, Yeah. Which you know, (laughs) of Uh, course, sure. Right. <laughs> uh, both Michael Jackson and Madonna recorded with Justin Timberlake, hmm. even though Michael did it posthumously. Uh, oh. But they did know each other. Michael Jackson is actually the person who told Justin Timberlake to leave in sync and go solo. Oh. Now, did he touch either one of their boobs? I don't know. Okay. Just asking. Well, he didn't touch he, the other boob. He seems boob. to just be a boob the, toucher. That's all I'm saying. It was the boob piece. It wasn't the actual boob. <laughs> it was a boob covering. Boob I'm, covering. I'm pretty sure that everyone in NSYNC loved Michael Jackson so much, they would have all let him go raw dog on them. But <laughs> <laughs> Madonna, not they, so much. They performed together on the VMAs, actually. Yes, they Michael did. Michael Jackson and uh, NSYNC. Uh, Prince and Michael Jackson both performed with James Brown on the same performance. Wait, when, where, how do I get a hold of this? This was in 1980, I want to say three. Oh, shit. Uh, James Brown was performing and brought Michael Jackson up on stage. He sang, and then uh, Michael Jackson told him that Prince was there and to call out Prince to the stage. Uh, It was an unplanned thing, and uh, Prince was brought to the stage on the back of a giant man who was his bodyguard (laughs) named Chick Huntsbury. (laughs) This big... Big Hell's Angels looking motherfucker with a big beard, a big gray beard. His friend stra- strapped to his back like a guitar. Pretty much. And he brought Prince to the stage and Prince oh, grabbed like one of the guitars. Sort of like. Just plunked out a few notes and made some really weird noises into the mic. And apparently Prince went through great, the, great the, the, lengths the to have this video scrubbed from the web the for a long time. The bodyguard did that? Like no, no. Some weird grunts in the mic? No, that was Prince. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting video. If you ever get a chance to to seek it out. <laughs> All right, Beard, well, come here. My feet don't touch the floor. Pretty much. <laughs> no, it would have been much lower. My feet don't touch the floor. Pancakes. Oh my God, Charlie Christ. Murphy. We uh we have more talk about Prince coming up on yeah. our Patreon episode, which you should definitely become a patron. Um, thank you guys so much for this discussion. I, I really love talking about these three artists because I, I do love them so I, much. I, and I miss Michael Jackson and Prince more more than I ever thought I could. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Madonna can't leave us. No, no, I, no, no. I will be wrecked. No, no, I will she, be wrecked. She can't. 
She can't. I was pretty much wrecked when Prince did, yeah. and, and I cannot take it if Madonna leaves me too. She exactly. Please don't leave me. Right? If you liked what you heard here, you can get a dose of our funny every day on Twitter. You can find us at at Pop Culture House. You can follow me personally, Anthony Donovan, at Daboy, D-A-B-O-Y. I'm at Reggie Swing. Praise Dr. Scott. I don't know. I've still got to figure that whole Twitter thing out. If only there were a way for listeners to like our page. <gasps> you can go to our Facebook. Like our page. The House of Pop Culture on Facebook. Also, go to our Patreon. Become a patron. Please. Give us money so we can continue to do these lovely shows for you. And right now we want to give a shout out to all of our patrons who have signed up and have joined up. We love you guys Yay. so much. Hey, patrons. We want to thank everybody here at the community uh, the community building in Hillcrest and sound engineer Joey. Yay. We love you all so good. Yep. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Let's go watch Madonna. Bye. All right.